0: What's up, Vankas? Hello, Vankas. Jenny, hit him with it.
1: Hi, Vankas. Oh, shit. Yeah,
0: I'm always Jenny surprised
2: on- how good yeah. that is. Thank we you. We got intern Jenny on the pod and a very special guest. Her name is Blair Soden, and she is an Emmy-nominated producer and a... <laughs> sorry what it she, she does TV she Does TV? she's done all kinds of TV shit but my I just see the thing is she told me she's very accomplished she's done all sorts of amazing things but she did a documentary about Gunther Steiner and that's all I needed to hear in the Haas outfit and like literally she could cure cancer and have told me about it she could have cured cancer told me about it I would have forgotten and not known anything about it but we got her on because Jeez. you know why you know you know
0: how we got it on? Because we, we keep batting above our fucking weight. We, 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 keep, we keep hitting above our weight class, okay? Yes. I mean yes. I got lunch with Charles Leclerc. We had F1 Tony on the pod. Yeah. I mean, like we're having an Emmy nominated producer on the pod who has who has who has personal experiences with with with, with, with Max Lewis Hamilton with I mean, come on. How does this rinky dink podcast that was started by Two childhood enemies turned best friends, or F1 husbands uh, have gotten here.
2: We're, we're, the, we're the five foot two guy on the street with the six foot tall, like beautiful woman. And everyone's like, How did he do it? Yeah, we're How like, How did Danny, he do it?
0: We're Danny DeVito going to the Oscars <laughs> with, like, uh, you know, with Cordy Love. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better It's That's classier. Us. It's like, it's, it's, it's uh, with, like, what if Paltrow?
2: But right. Right. But here we
0: are. Um, So we have Blair Soden on the pod. Thank you so much for joining us, Blair.
3: Super pumped to be here. Um, Happy to, you know, chat all things F1 with you guys. Nice to have other people to talk to it about. (laughs) So let's let's
0: let's talk about how uh, we we made this connection, which is that you and and Jenny
2: actually went to college together. (laughs) Yes. So, we did. So Do you, you want to get into how we know each other? Wait. So well, you, yeah. were, you were you lax You were a lax girl, and Jenny was kind of like.
1: I was a, a lax a, hoe. I was a. <laughs> I, I, I just hung out with the with the lax teams. I was a lax lackey.
2: So. Yeah. Okay.
3: She was a lax super fan. She always showed up with poster board. There was a lot of glitter.
2: Was <laughs> 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 so she was, was she like. So like that movie swim fan, but with like lacrosse,
4: (laughs) that was, that was Jenny
3: lax fan. (laughs) (laughs) That That was was my, that was my handle rain, shine, snow. She was the one in the stands and she, here's the interesting thing about JSB, She would make the signs for the people that didn't get into the games. So she was a big bench supporter.
0: Which we thoroughly and, that's, and that's why then that's why she attached herself to this podcast because we are not <laughs> we're we're the bench riders of the formula one media but you know what at some point the bench you know it's like at some point you're you're, you're a reserve driver but then but then all of a sudden you know uh I, i'm tom we're tom brady picked in the seventh round but then doug flutie gets hurt or whoever the fuck got hurt and now and then we're gonna win eight championships and that's what this podcast is gonna be all about and and today's just another step in that journey
1: Well, it's interesting that she's saying this because I'm now realizing how drunk I was for four years that (laughs) I don't, I truly don't remember these actions. I do remember one bus ride to print, to go cheer on at Princeton, which was a fun time. But like that, I, I guess I was a super fan who, um, yeah, yeah.
2: I love that they called you, that you had, like you were, you were the notorious JSB. That's (laughs) That's <laughs> yeah. awesome that they have acronyms for you. So that's cool.
4: Thank that's you. I think so what maybe
0: stay. Yeah, I mean I think maybe that's what we start calling Jenny on yeah. the pod because you know it's the
2: like- notorious JSB the notorious J.S.B. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm Je- I'm Jenny from the cul-de-sac. That's you have Jenny from the block, and I'm Jenny from the cul-de-sac. So yeah.
2: uh, that's conveying Amazing. a lot of respect on our intern. I don't know.
1: <laughs> right, right. You didn't want to use my name last I, episode. I know. I know. So it's, reluctantly. It's,
2: it's the reality so is tarred.
0: that well, the reality is that like Jenny is so much more like well educated and and more you know like actually uh, suited for for success in any type of like corporate institution yeah, that like yeah. we're like okay. We can't it's like at some point we have it's to do- just gonna take over this whole pond
2: yeah and it's like okay we get it you guys both went to Penn together not and not the and not penn state as you guys have pointed out it's like shit i get it you guys are fucking smart anyway
0: but what's something that happens when you work for, for when you go to when you go to an ivy league is that you you're on a sometimes you're on a fucking fast track and a fucking skyrocket to 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 corporate success and that's what blair was on and that's why she has all of the access that she has had to formula one at at oh, such a young age i mean she's beautiful Way. I mean she's uh, you know it's like she you know she, she's a young person and she's already like out the You're game like, she's like she's like I already did it F1 Peace. been there done that I'm on to bigger and better Over shit it. and and also yes. maybe worse shit which is the Red Flags podcast but that's what we have her here today <laughs> so let's get into um let's get into your story
2: and, and 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 your access Blair so let's start uh let's start with the basics you were you were at the historic <laughs> florida winter series which is an iconic moment uh so what was it like meeting the most important race car driver of this 2021 season by that i mean nicholas latifi Ah!
3: (laughs) (laughs) the one and only who knew uh yeah so we uh, you
2: knew he was destined for great things when you met him (laughs) (laughs) He
3: he was making headlines for sure down the road. Maybe not in the way that he envisioned, but. Okay.
2: So you were at the Florida winter series, which was Max Verstappen's first single seater. Am I correct?
3: Yeah. So uh, about a year into NBC sports um, where I was in original programming, uh, Will Buxton, who was a young British reporter at the time who uh, had no racing experience was invited maybe as a joke. I don't really know. Entertainment. Uh, to come and participate in the Florida winter series that Ferrari driver Academy was running. Mm-hmm. And he was like, super pumped about it. Super nervous. Took it very seriously. Did a bunch of training, hired a trainer. Like this guy is not in shape. He's not like you look at him and you're like, you're not an F1 driver quality human being really great guy. Good friend. but like I'm like, Ooh, got a little work to do before you can like handle that. So to his credit, put a lot of work in. We went down to Palm Beach, um, which was the section of the series that we were doing. And I didn't know any of these guys. I mean, I was new to Formula One at that point. So I'm like, all right, now we're like a tear down. These guys are been in karting; They've never been in a single seater. There's a kid named Max Verstappen. There's a kid named Lance Stroll. Nicholas Latifi. Uh, Tatiana Calderon were sort of the big ones. Antonio Fuoco was there too. And I'm like, you know, I had come from... Producing Sports Center and working with, you know, doing 30 for 30 films. And I'm like, all right, now I'm watching like 13, 14 year olds like dick around a track. Cool. Like, this is what my <laughs> career has come to. And like a journalist try to learn how to drive who's like, this is the biggest moment of his life. And I'm like, there on my phone, like, am I, can I go home yet? Can I, like, can we get back to New York? <laughs> so,
2: so you thought this was the bottom of your career, but it was actually maybe the apex. <laughs>
1: I Maybe mean not. I think I that was it was the start.
3: <laughs> it could have been the
1: Apex, start. You
0: know what? Ape- it, it, it was a missed Apex for you. Shout out to our, our, our favorite F1 podcast besides our own. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, Apex is in the sight of the beholder and um, is in the eyes of the beholder. And for us, for us... This is really great. But meeting Max Verstappen when he's 15 years old and didn't know how to dress himself. That is that is Mount Rushmore vibes.
3: Yeah. So let's talk about Max. Max in. Let's 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 I think he was 14. Like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) like what an age. Pimply, like just, you know, now he's like chiseled and he's like, you know, he looks like, yeah, like. I would Mm. take a second look at you. This, like, 14-year-old, for a number of reasons, Is like... (laughs) We have to legally say. (laughs) Legally say. Uh, But no, I mean, he was wearing, like, an American Eagle, like, striped (laughs) shirt. I think he actually, during the week, had, like, American Eagle branded. Like, he proudly wore American (laughs) Eagle, like, graphic tees. Um, Had, like, nothing cool about him. There was absolutely, like... (laughs) <laughs> didn't carry himself in a confident way. He was really good on track though. And like, uh, yeah. Will's credit people, you know, after that week were like, you know, what about this for kid? And he's like, he's, he's awesome. And then very soon thereafter was the youngest, you know, guy in F1 and now a world champion
0: yeah. rightly or wrongly. So, but and if you want if you want to get a, a peek of, of, of the vibe of what Max was like at this point, um, Will Buxton uh, posted a photograph of him meeting Max at the same event um, on his Instagram that was actually taken by you. You took that photograph.
3: I did. Yeah. And that Trump gave me no photo cred.
0: Yeah, um, I gave him no photo cred because because Will, Will Buxton Will Buxton, we're calling you out. This is call out culture. Yeah. and Will Buxton needs to be called out because yeah. because the people behind the camera are just as important to the people in front of it.
2: Thank you. And now Will Buxton is fucking mugging at, at the camera and drives to survive, being like, let's just say they don't exchange Christmas cards on the holidays <laughs> and Blair Soden was there at the fucking beginning. And OK. So, yeah, so he, Mac, he posted,
0: he, yeah, he posted that photo and you can and you can see the vibe of, of what Max was the, the vibe. What Max was giving at the time. I think it's so funny to think of like Max Verstappen, 14 years old in Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> it's so, I mean, it's just like it's so funny to think of these like Europe, all these like Europeans yeah. in like fucking like muggy, sweaty, like Palm Beach, Florida, like going to like a shitty mall with like what? a fucking what is the
1: hold
2: going to what is Applebee's. The
1: hold? what is the hold that American Eagle has over European teens? There is something wild with like American Eagle and Abercrombie. It They're has just, such yes. a cold like like, on them. It's so,
0: it's so American that it's kind of this thing where it's like, you know, it's like, look at my
2: American brand. So, okay. I got to know there a lot of people out here telling me I'm hearing that, you know, Lance strolls a good racer, a good guy. I shouldn't be hating on him what would you get what, what was the impression you got a lance stroll
3: so i met lance because him and will shared a pit box in a very mm-hmm. unsophisticated racing series and i was like this kid is just a little shit like that was the only <laughs> word that i could use to describe him he was stuck up he was pretentious and he's <sighs> like i don't he may have been like 13 or 14 at the time too and i'm like why like i understand why you're entitled because i had no idea who the hell he was and of course i like start to google and i was like oh like that dude over there is worth the shit ton of money and you're his Mm -hmm. kid and you know that's why you're here right um basically yeah but uh no he just had like such an attitude and i was like who who the hell do you think you are like i like you're nobody to me so i'm not gonna put you on a pedestal
2: And you know what? So it was just his vibe. He didn't say anything or do anything.
3: It was just like the way that he carried himself. For like a kid Mm. that age to be that pretentious and Mm. just like was so. I don't know if you guys ever played tennis or like youth sports, but there's always that kid, like, yeah, that kid (laughs) that you know the parents have paid so much money for the private lessons, and you know they're just told that they're the greatest of all time, and then you know they lose and like. They don't know how to react. And it's like the end right. of the world for them. And I'm like, it's going to be okay, well, buddy.
2: Like Coming coming from a woman that played lacrosse at an Ivy League school, for you to yeah. say that, that he seemed like a stuck-up athlete is saying a lot. Oh, no, I, <laughs> he must have been really I, stuck up. I, I
3: fully embrace my level of pretentiousness and waspiness. <laughs> and having grown up at a country club, sometimes potentially frequented by Jeffrey Epstein, but that's a story for another podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's our side pod.
3: So what's your take on the
0: G-Lane trial?
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
3: no, as, as someone who is very self-aware of a uh, privileged upbringing, I, Lance Stroll is like next level. Yeah. You no, know I'm saying well, well, you, coming you know,
2: from you, you, that means you know that he was see it. crazy. Yeah. right, right, right. right. <laughs> when you
0: pal um, you know, we bump shoulders. It's like it's like Matt and I grew up like bumping shoulders with like kids of people with insane amounts of money, and you kind of you know, there's a, there's a vibe and there's a, there's a way. I think it's interesting that you said like you know, I didn't know who the fuck you were like, so like, no, I, I'm not fucking taking your shit. I feel like that is what we as a podcast have run into being like a public American <laughs> podcast. Is that like on some level we're like, yeah, we don't know who the fuck you guys are. So we're coming at it with fresh eyes and all these people that have been like red pilled by formula one and think that like all this shit is just like kosher and, uh, and totally. okay. They've been
2: blue pilled, but yeah, they've been, yeah, they've
0: been, they've been blue pilled and we've been fucking and, and, and we're fucking red pilled. We see the truth because we're not coming at it with this like, same level of like oh, i can never say anything it's like no we're we're fucking we're the mic we're the mic and the mad dog of the f1 world and they just don't know how we're, to handle us
2: we're just like wait ferrari gets 90 million for showing up like what this is yeah, insane yeah,
0: yeah. Wait, what? the guy like... the guy bought the kid a, bought his kid a team and i'm supposed to like <laughs> really respect him like what's going on <laughs> what's happening <laughs> yeah So So, who who else did you interact with during that, during this Florida winter series? If you want to, if you want to look up, if uh, you know, if if you're following along, you want to look up this series. It's all on the NBC sports network. It's called Buxton's racing debut. It's like a series of like six or seven episodes and they're a quick watch. They're really fun. You're seeing like Will Buxton, like really trying to like, uh, you know, learn it, get his way into like learning how to fucking like drive an F1 car. It's It's a fun thing. And you see all these, you know, guys that you recognize also guys that you were like, they, 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 they push, one of the guys, I forget who it was. And they were like, this guy's going to be the next great. And like, I had no idea who the fuck he was. Um, so you're You're, seeing kind of the, (laughs) the, you know, the expectations versus the reality.
3: You're being very generous in your recap and review of Buxton's racing. It's fine. It's good. It was basically Will and I going to Florida to like have fun and like dick around for five days in February in, you know yeah England well you know
0: what i enjoyed it so, and but, have a so, good time i
3: edited so who else it did you, yeah. like <laughs> it was awful like you could, the production yeah, quality i'm not, is saying, not, look, is it? I'm not saying it's gonna
0: win there. i'm not saying it's gonna win an oscar but I, i'm not well, gonna, gonna say it's gonna win an that's, emmy that's,
3: but, that's but like it is bring the bar but, a little lower
0: but it's a fun it's a fun little watch it's it, oh, it, you. you know um so who like so latifi well did you interact much with blair did you did you interact much with latifi
3: not a lot. And like, never, you know, never really expected him to be an enough. He's like pretty unassuming, you know, he's yeah. just kind of like in the background. Like Never you know. expected he would be a and, and,
2: professional and F1 driver. <laughs> and costing Lewis Hamilton the championship.
3: Yeah. I, you know, just never saw that one coming.
2: Mm-hmm. You did. You saw, you saw Max and you were like, this kid's going somewhere special. You didn't see Nicholas Latifi and think, okay, these two men are their lives are going to intersect in such a special way but they <laughs>
3: oh, did never they saw it really
2: so you did the florida winter series and then you did a you did a you basically did the proto drive to survive right I mean, I
3: I like to think of Off the Grid was the show that we did for three years as the predecessor to Drive to Survive. It was the first show that wasn't part of a pre-race or post-race show on American television dedicated wholly to F1 and F1 fans. Mm -hmm. So started in 2013, NBC Sports, uh, I had recently joined and said, hey, there's this race going on in Austin. There's this really, you know excited young pit reporter who wants to do some digital content. Why don't you go down there and shoot some stuff with them around Austin? And I was like, cool. Literally went home, like Googled what is formula one had absolutely (laughs) no idea. After like four years, I produced sports center. Like I was at ESPN for four years, had no idea what the hell formula one was. Um, Showed up in Austin. I mean, this guy is like a puppy. I was like, what? He's so excited. Like has so many ideas. And I was like, all right, let's rein it in. Like, what are we (laughs) What are we producing? What content are we shooting? What access do you have? Um, and we had a pretty awesome weekend. Just, you know, I had no idea at the time, like being in the paddock was somewhat privileged. Like I didn't know who any of these guys were but then you see like Oprah walking by and like Gordon Ramsay mm-hmm. and people are drinking champagne and you're just like, okay, so this might be a thing. Like I have no idea what I just walked into. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: some real money here. I mean, yeah. there's money, there's yeah. money that, that there's money that if you're like American and, and, and you don't know and you don't have that money, like you have no idea. So yeah. it, it, to be, and, and to, to be clear that, that, you know, scrappy young reporter was Will Buxton. True. Yes. So this, so this, so that, so that this, predes- this was a, p- p- before you did the Florida winter series.
3: Yes. So this so was, then,
0: yeah so what was what was this was you just going to the paddock just doing like an overall like overview of like the the weekend
3: yeah we just did some digital content i think we interviewed alexander rossi because we couldn't get access to any formula one like formula one teams are like mbc sports like you know we're all about sky and you know all the european um networks that you know, get access. We're not really keen on giving Americans sort of the case to the kingdom. And this was back when Bernie was running things. So he ran a really tight ship and access was just not really there. So I think we interviewed like a physio, um, we did a,
2: like, <laughs> so they were so wait a minute. So wait a minute. The, Bernie, when Bernie ran F1, he was like, I don't like he was, he was restricting access to American audiences.
3: Basically. He's like, you know, what do you guys That's do to support crazy? The sport?
1: That's why it's blown it. up because of Liberty Media, like this
3: yeah. recent thing. Chase right. Carey came in and basically said, "You know what?" But we really have. Like, what, what if we?
2: What sh- if we? What if we showed F1 to America, and then they did drive to? Oh my God! You oh, guys yeah. were interviewing physios. <laughs> That's <laughs> nuts.
3: Yeah, that was like the first. That was my first experience with Formula One. We were interviewing physios. We interviewed, I think, someone on the tech side.
2: Um, did you get Angela? Did- Oh, <laughs>
3: I wish. I don't you think she can. was in the sport at that point.
2: Um, okay,
3: she may have been. Um, but yeah, we had. You no know what's access. wild?
1: She has she has her own family. That's you crazy. That?
2: She has a oh, husband and children, and <laughs> she neglects. Is, this, is, this is the <laughs> the white haired slash. Yeah. I don't know if she's white haired or blonde haired. Bl-
1: very blonde. Trainer blonde.
2: that's always with. No, she's his uh, shadow yeah yes
0: she's literally like his also like like after the end of the you know I think it was in in Qatar or Saudi Arabia like after the race and she's like <sighs> she like had the thing like she's like she's like his Sherpa she's like literally yeah. like she's like yes. she's like you know uh carrying him through his <laughs> like spiritual and like uh you know psychedelic experience of like the, <laughs> yeah. an f1 race wait yeah. like,
1: remember God. remember when Diddy had the guy who'd like just did the umbrella Fondsworth it's like, it's like, she's, she's that yeah, she yeah. always has the umbrella ready and everything. Yeah.
0: She's always ready. So you, you do, you do the first year of that. And it goes well enough so that you, you you keep doing it. And then when did it start to like, when did you, when did it turn from like, oh, this is just like, this weird thing, F1. Did you, when did you start to like, kind of like get into it, be like interested in it? And and how did your F1 um, fandom start to like, kind of expand and and, and take off?
3: Uh, It happened pretty quickly. So after we got back from Austin, despite not having access, I went back to the VP of original programming, which was the department I was in at NBC sports and said, I think we've got something here. Like, you know, we've got, you're always looking for characters when you're developing a TV show. And we had Will and his producer. So Will was, in his early thirties at the time, his producer was sort of an older, very cerbic Scottishman named Jason Swales. And mm-hmm. the dynamic between the two of them was fantastic. And I was like, all right, we've got two amazing hosts. They both love F1. They've been involved with it for an extremely long time. They are extremely knowledgeable. Um, why don't we go to testing and like do a show that's like a little bit behind the scenes of formula one mixed with a travel show mixed with like what cool bar you need to go to. If you're in Budapest or Singapore, like what are the must do's as like an F1 fan and also give them like a little peek behind the curtain to the extent that we could. Right. NBC sports is like, great. We have no budget for you. So if you would like to fly to Bahrain during testing, (laughs) go take a camera kit and, you know, see what you come up with. The pilot is on the NBC Sports YouTube channel to this day. It is awful. I have no idea how they greenlit I shot the whole thing, like directed it, produced it, edited it. I had a friend in the graphics department at NBC come up with the off the grid logo, which to this day, the network is still using for the IndyCar car version of the show. I was like, after this many years, like this is 2013, 2014, after seven years, you haven't updated the graphics package.
0: Well, NBC needs to get on it because they're they're sitting on a fucking gold mine with all this like F1 access that all of a sudden there's this, you know, clamoring American audience for Mm -hmm. that. They need to, they need to fucking go into the thing Dust off the thing, <laughs> blow into the cartridge Thanks. of that N64 thing, plug it in and let
1: the, and let the people get what they fucking Wait, want. Wait, did I hear right that there's an IndyCar spinoff of your show?
3: Oh, yeah. you have so a spin-off? And the way that I found out about said spinoff, which is funny because I had left MBC to move on uh, to PepsiCo at this point. But I had saved on YouTube TV on my app uh just anytime off the grid was on it would re- like record the episode right, and i'm right. like flipping through recorded it out and it's like off the grid and i was like wait there's no new episodes of off the grid like huh
4: did <laughs> they i carried
3: black it over out and-
4: <laughs> <laughs> exact yeah. same
3: format i mean we had tested it with nascar but then uh nbc sports lost the rights to formula one which ultimately ended our show um after three mm. seasons but um yeah, they, they spun it off into IndyCar, so but um, those royalty that? checks must be nice. Yeah, they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> if only so wait, so it you're, goes so to you're... Ferrari,
1: all the money goes to Ferrari.
3: <laughs> you're spending
0: all this time with Will Buxton. And you're like, mm. you know, it's like it's you and a camera. You're the whole team. So it's just like you and Will Buxton kind of like running and gunning, shooting this thing, blah, blah, blah. So, so you and him like have spent a lot of time together. Tell us like what is the vibe? What's he like? What's, uh, you know, what's the vibe of 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 hanging back? What's he really what's he really think? What's 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 the unfiltered thoughts? Because Will Buxton, when it comes to driver's vibe, seems like the most like. Like, all right, are you ready for my close up, Mr. Deville? Yeah. <laughs> like, and the cameras are on, and it's me, Will Buxton. Yes. There's a moment <laughs> when a silence falls in a racetrack, and we all know <laughs> what that means. It's like he can't be like that all the time, right? So yeah. no, like what, what's the what's the, unfilter- what's the unfiltered? What's the unfiltered Will Buxton like?
3: He's really fun. I think like the first thing that jumped out at me is he's just super outgoing, but extremely knowledgeable about the sport has been a fan for a number of years, like really knows his shit. Like there are some people that like I've worked in TV for a number of years. There are people that are anchors and reporters that like their producer is doing everything for them. Um, Will knows his shit and is like very passionate about the sport. Um, but is like super high energy so there's a lot of like raining in that you have to do as a producer which the crew that we ultimately ended up after we got the green light um from testing in bahrain to shoot the show we sort of a, a smaller crew so it was a sort of director of photography a couple camera guys and audio myself and will and jason so it's like i'm the mom of the group with this like you know wrangly group of guys that are, you know, you're trying to herd cats the whole time. Um, but no, he's always has a lot of energy, um, sort of bouncing off the walls. It's like, let's not give you any more caffeine type situation. Like let's focus. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, loves to have a good time was always down to have a drink with me. Um, super creative like I think a lot of you know he started to get into some of the artwork that he's worked on and um like the Buxton doodles I don't know if you guys have seen those oh um, Buxton's
1: is that like what's his name Ted's notebook like
3: oh no this is more just like art but he's oh. like he's multi-talented um and... so was
2: it like get him get him to the Greek a little bit <laughs> with with Will with Will Buxton <laughs> a little yeah. bit just yeah. not just nod your head or sh- just nod your the head. Smelling okay. salt she's nodding, her head, every- okay. she's nodding <laughs> her head everybody yeah well
4: Wait, be- so we'll- 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 when, when you tired ho- like to like have a good room, time <laughs> i was going to yeah. say
1: what happened like when you after you know you said cut and it was uh, you went off off the grid uh, do you have any any fun anecdotes that
3: are safe for pod oh man i mean I personally have one that was a bit of a doozy in Singapore. So Singapore,
2: the race is- <laughs> who hasn't had a bit of a doozy in Singapore though. <laughs> you hasn't? know, if you mess up there, they'll like just cane you or kill you. But I know, anyway, that's like.
3: Part of the fear, so uh, and she's like, "Yeah, and you, know I, what?
1: And you know what?
2: And you know what else that is? It's part
0: of the thrill."
1: <laughs> she's like, "Why do you think I walk with a limp?" Like, yeah. That's, that
4: a good we, time uh, in
3: there's an event that Formula One hosts with a partner called the Amber Lounge, which they have in a number of different race cities throughout the calendar, and it, I think it changes every year. But you know, when I was there, it was like Austin, Montreal. Singapore um, and it's like an invitation only event and the drivers all have tables and you know bring their girlfriends or who's ever in that particular city that they're entertaining themselves <laughs> with <Damn. laughs> oh. Uh, Local area code. Uh, code. (laughs)
0: Drop Uh, your location. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh,
3: And like during Singapore is unique because you operate on a European schedule, but you're in Singapore. So, as an American flying to Singapore, operating on a European schedule, like I was just like fucked up the whole week. I had no idea what day it was or what time it was. And like shoot days are really long. You're, you know, filming for, you know, 12 plus hours and changing multiple locations. So, Amber lounge has this insane party. We get to a point like Alex Rossi was there and we were friends and, you know, we're at a table with him. And the last picture I have is Will Buxton holding the largest bottle of Belvedere I've ever seen (laughs) pouring me like Red Bull and vodkas. Like I don't even remember how many I consumed. I somehow made it back to the intercontinental where we were staying threw everything into a bag suitcase Including like, I think the only things I didn't have in the bag were my passport and maybe a wallet. I put my phone, my phone charger, like everything in the checked luggage. Just <laughs> like add, like a lot yeah. of Red Bull and vodkas. Show up at the airport. <laughs> I wake up in Tokyo, like Singapore to Tokyo, and I'm like, I don't have anything. Hey, like, sorry, you just, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you just <laughs> cut from Singapore, and I woke up in Tokyo. I woke up in Tokyo. <laughs> they like let me on the plane after checking. Like I literally checked my life in the checked luggage, and had to fly from Singapore back to <laughs> New York, like without a phone, without a computer. Like I just in my mind was like, I'm just gonna throw it all into the checked luggage, and then we'll be good to go. <sighs> Wow! Um, was wild, do you no, remember there's... the flight? <laughs> no, absolutely not. And Rossi drove
2: for Sauber, yeah. right?
3: Ah, uh, he was at Marussia for a while. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was a test driver. So for you, new winning fans, winning the Indy 500.
2: Okay, so, so for you fans, he's a he's a legit driver. Legit driver. Yeah.
3: Um, and, we weren't cool and enough to a... hang with like the ferrari or mercedes guys at that point that was like season but, one but
2: you but you got but you got cool enough
3: we did get cool with enough. That. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. so let's t- get yeah, let,
2: about, yeah yeah tell us tell us about how when when pandora's box opened and you Give got us the, the real <laughs> the real access
3: yeah so it was probably i mean with f1 so it was a combination of ownership changing and us sort of proving ourselves and establishing like Hey, we have a pretty solid fan base in the U S and they give a shit about this type of content and it's a pretty valuable audience for you. So maybe you should be paying attention to these fans. Mm. Um, and you know, to his credit, like will had really good relationships with everyone in the paddock. He'd been around the sport for a really long time. Um, and people knew that he was genuine and, you know, cared about what he was doing And same with Jason, his producer. His producer had been in the sport for even longer than Will had been. So we had that credibility. We showed the show to people because obviously it only aired in the US. Um, And they're like, yeah, we like totally dig what you guys are doing. It's different than what Sky is doing. Um, We had like a small rivalry with the Ted Kravitz of the world. Um, Just like would give him shit anytime we saw him. You know, it's Mm -hmm. Ted.
1: I love like, thinking about this like West Side Story. Little oh
3: yeah, Ted's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ted's an easy target. Um, Ted, Ted, crazy
1: Ted, be cool, Ted.
4: <laughs>
3: down the down the grid line like the feather That's an easy target. Um, but yeah, we we got some street cred, and we started getting access to drivers and teams that we wouldn't you know, have gotten in season one. So season two, season three, you know, we, we were getting the Mercedes guys and the Red Bull guys Ferrari, which was pretty exciting for the little show that could, that started from me spending time in Bahrain with two guys. I had just met for a week and creating a TV show.
2: All right. So, so who are your uh, favorite hangs in the paddock?
4: Driver-wise. Um,
3: driver wise, um, Dan Ricardo is always a fun time. Always um, okay. always always a fun time. Always All a right. fun time. Um, just funny. Like he's as genuine as they come, like happy, you know, serious when he needs to be, but just like a genuinely fun, loving guy.
2: So um, even when the camera's off, he's he's charming and nice. And it's not just it's not just when Netflix is there. Oh, he's
3: he's okay. hilarious. He's very funny. That's good to know. Um see Arthur
0: Okay. Okay. I was. I was just gonna say. Our our thought on Ricardo is that like he needs. It's like it's time to rein that in and, and just be an asshole and, and start winning races. That the,
4: the <laughs> nice I was gonna
3: say you can. You'd have to like wire can't his all shut.
0: <laughs> well there's the guy who does the impress the guys who does the amazing f1 impressions like yeah. and uh, he does the, his whole shtick on on daniel ricardo is that he's like he's like i'm actually really upset right now it's <laughs> like, you know, like why are you smiling he's like i don't want this sm- i'm actually really upset <laughs> yeah no he's uh, said,
3: he's funny
0: we, yeah we said when his mom you- said on netflix that his mom just prayed for a safe race we were like, that's why, that's why you're not winning championships. Because like, jo- Joss Verstappen doesn't just pray for a safe race. You know what I mean? No,
3: hell like no. <laughs> his son if he doesn't win.
2: <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait, did you ever meet Joss?
3: No, I, I've seen him, but I have not interacted with him <laughs> okay, personally. Okay, okay. You avoid him. Um,
0: <laughs> so what you were just saying, you were just saying Nico Hulkenberg. Nico Hulkenberg's
3: Hülkenberg. hysterical. He's a fun guy okay. too. Really We had good time with him.
2: Yeah. Interesting. I didn't get that vibe from him when he when they were asking him in the in this grade school, like, so you haven't won any races? <laughs> 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 and he's like, No, it's actually really hard. <laughs> and
0: they're like,
3: Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> he like, he reminds me a little bit of like a Zach Morris. Like, you know, mm. he's He's very so he's tall. He was one of the taller drivers. Um, okay, Go,
0: keep talking about that. Very, I think he's like yummy.
3: <laughs> yeah, like he's one of the more handsome-looking guys. He's got that blonde mm-hmm. hair. He's got the flow. Um, Very personal She's a shiksa
2: to all the people listening. Yeah, so <laughs> anyway, he likes the she likes the goyer-looking drivers.
3: Don't
1: worry, I got Marion we, fetish. We're good. Yeah. We're good.
0: Matt and very I, Matt and I job. love. Uh, we what we really love about Daniel Ricardo is that he's bringing awareness to the fact that having a huge nose can be sexy, and uh, we think that he's oh. doing some really strong work for our community in his. Yes. Doing that. <laughs>
2: yes.
3: He does have a very large nose.
2: <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the face that she made when she said that. It was kind of cringy.
0: <laughs> <gasps> so wait who else uh so uh Holkenberg Holkenberg had some had some golden retriever energy that was that's that's kind of yes, surprising that's a great
3: way to put it very golden yeah. retriever energy Interesting. we had a good yeah, time yeah, with yeah. him yeah. um i liked Valtteri. he's like a little oh. more subdued but like you know we we would ask him to go like ice skating with the montreal what is the canadians is that their ice yeah. hockey team? Yeah. yeah we like had a jersey yeah. made for him we're like hey do you want to go do this like ice skating segment we're going to put will buxton on ice skates and it's going to fall and it's going to be funny and you could just like you know zip around and score some goals he's like yeah that sounds fun we're like doesn't cool. he love ice skating yeah i think he, he loves love
1: ice skating. ice hockey yeah he yeah.
0: loves all that shit he's like so on the nose with his like nordic energy
4: yeah he's very <laughs> yeah. i need to
0: see this i need to see this program like i want to see yeah. valtrey botas like playing hockey with will buxton like oh, yeah. how did you pronounce
1: his name how did you just pronounce his name okay so who is
2: Bottas. the biggest who were there any pricks yeah, yeah, yeah. in the paddock
3: Ooh. um rossberg wasn't a big fan of him he's another like do tell yes like i feel like people might think that lewis is like a little like i'm too big for my britches like i don't want to like do whatever program he was great he like i think a lot of it is like he really understands marketing and understands the american audience was like
4: (laughs) yes yes, he he does um
3: but like Outside of that, I do think yeah. that he's a very good person and I've enjoyed the times that I've gotten to spend with him. Um, but Rossberg was always like, okay, like, what are we doing here? How much time do we, like, how much Hello. time do I have to commit to this? Like, are we done it's
2: just like come on but isn't kim was kimmy kimmy was that way too though right but kimmy kimmy
3: never came on the show (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: not surprising to anyone yeah yeah.
4: it's interesting
0: with rossberg because i feel like he's done such a he has his own podcast now and he's like he he's he's really positioned himself as like a f1 media like every man on some level Mm -hmm. where he's just kind of like yeah yeah like let me do some like Just, hey, just a couple of guys like talking like I'm just a normal guy. And it's like when you think about, you know, you you think about like their rivalry and kind of like what it took for Nico to kind of it took everything that he had in his entire body to beat Lewis. And then when he did, he was like, I have to leave because there's just like I he expelled all of his energy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that was all that he was narrowly focused on. He was like, right. I don't want to be doing media. Like, my goal in life is to win a championship and beat Lewis Hamilton. Like, right. I don't care if I don't make any friends. I don't care if I'm not marketed mm. well. And now that he's outside of that, he's trying to sort of right the ship a little bit and being like, oh mm. shit, like I don't drive enough one car for a living anymore. Like I have no other skill <laughs> set. <laughs> what do I do? He's
1: right, trying to like
2: right. rebuild all the bridges that he burned. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically. He is certainly, he is certainly but like- But doing barely... it in like
1: a carbon neutral way because right. he's all about yeah. the, right. right. the environment now. <laughs> I feel like he's he's- <laughs> Edging into Buxton's territory. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. He's like, really yeah. good at the media thing, though. Yeah, man.
1: he he, com- he he's a commentator sometimes. Yeah,
2: he's gotten better. And he like and he's loving Lu- he loves on Lewis.
1: Oh, yeah, he tries to talk so on the on the grid. He tries to go up.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, he sends a lot of love towards Lewis's way, which is like the, the the exact example of like, yeah, he's trying to rebuild the bridges <laughs> that he burned during that uh, during
2: that year. Yeah. And, and 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 who who did you find the most attractive? Was it Nico? Hulkenberg
3: I mean they're all short so I I'm like in for a tall guy so mm-hmm. Nico is definitely the tallest of the bunch um Dana Ricardo like wins on personality points but like okay. maybe okay. we got him a nose job
4: <gasps> <Whoa>. <gasps>
3: no we no 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 Whoa. no 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 <laughs> no no I couldn't no. do that to my future no. children. all right
0: and um
2: okay you know what children you know what I, I thought this part of this hot oh my god that we lost where Oh yeah oh no the, feed.
0: well, the feed's cutting out Oh, Jesus. oh man we no, got- no, no, no. This a podcast t- turns we thought this might be oh. a two-parter, but uh, unfortunately we're only gonna get a half an episode.
2: <laughs> oh, oh my god, I... a, this is this z- is zero parter. <laughs> Blair, let me, do you a favor? Can I turn though? to the side? Can I turn to the side? <laughs> god forbid they look like this. God forbid they look like this.
3: As someone who's had a, a broken nose and a nose job, I am allowed to say that. I can I just say that my
1: one of my very very good friends, uh, Doctor Baskey in Dallas, see her for all your plastic surgery needs, has said that said that when after watching Drive to Survive, she was like, "Huh, interesting nose." Okay, and then after watching like two episodes, she was like, "Listen." If Sir Mr. Daniel Ricardo were rolled into my operating room... I would, I would rip my gloves off and reject the patient. She was like, I would not for the life of me. She goes, it goes against every aesthetic standard I have been taught and that I have learned to love. And and she said, I would roll that gurney right out. No way. With scalpels down.
4: Nope.
1: (laughs) Nope.
3: I mean, it it. just, it looks like it doesn't like I took a lacrosse. No, we stick will to have no face. more. We will so have no more. I couldn't breathe out of one side of my nose. He's obviously like very physically fit and able. So yes, that might not is. be an issue for him, but it does look like he might have some sort of like breathing difficulties with that apparatus. But i don't would not know. You well, the thing you think,
0: you think that the big nose is going to help with your breathing, but the reality is that it's, it's, it's actually it's the opposite. You
2: bang yeah. it into so many things. <laughs> I went to a ear, nose, and throat doctor. Oh, at Meath? And- <laughs>
1: That Manhattan, Manhattan. <clears> and he asked throat? me. He asked me.
2: <coughs> he asked me how much cocaine I did in my life, and I was like, "I haven't done any cocaine." He's like, "Well, <laughs> it looks like you've done a lot because that thing is taken a pounding. That thing is deviated.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that septum.
0: That septum yeah, is. Septum.
2: Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Mine too.
0: Yeah. So. We're gonna ignore what you just said, Blair. Um,
3: Sorry
2: about that. So Daniel, Daniel wins on personality
0: points. they also
4: the he, he has a gorgeous nose. In Blair's
2: nose. mind, she looks at she looks at Blair looks at Daniel Ricardo and goes, wrecked. She's like, he's wrecked. He's like but I can, wow, but that's I can, so crazy. But that's but I can a fix her. It. To her Daniel Ricardo is just the guy with the great personality. <laughs> to like he to my girlfriend really he's gorgeous. <laughs> to my girlfriend he's gorgeous because obviously she likes guys like with well, big noses because I have a big nose.
1: Yeah. Oh. I kind of like the idea that there's one person out there that's taken him down a pit. Like, you know, everyone out there is like, he's stunning. He's gorgeous. He's so hot. I like, I like the is level there, I guess
0: my question is, is there like a vibe when like these guys, is there a vibe that like these guys are warriors given that they do what they do? Like, is there a kind of mystique around like, wow, you drive the car, like after being at the race seeing them coming out of it, like kind of that whole thing. Is there like this air air of like these guys like take fucking like life into their own hands. Like they, they shake hands with the devil. Like, is, is that there? Or they is, is like, it does, is that not really as much of the palpable uh, energy? It's like,
2: just... they're all short. <laughs> they're, they're all, short. No, I, they're all I would... just short. <laughs> there,
3: there are some who can separate sort of like the interactions with the media and people in the paddock versus like when you see them on the grid, like they are like laser focused on what's happening at that point in time. Then there are others who like that carries through the whole weekend. So like they don't want to mm-hmm. talk to you. They don't want to be distracted by media. Um and it it totally depends on different personality types. Um but I think once they're all on the grid and like you see that shot, like they are all like in the zone, extremely focused. Um, and I'll take it very seriously. And I think having not to like change the tone of the pod, but Mm. like we had Joel Bianchi on the show and Uh like, we had him at a cafe in Budapest and we, it was actually the only time on the show that we showed somebody entering. So like he walked in and he stopped and he shook my hand and introduced himself. He like introduced himself to the cameraman and then sat down with Will and we, we ended up after he passed away um, after his accident, we published the entire um, interview because obviously it's, it was truncated for the show itself. And it was really the only major network interview that he had ever done. And such a special like opportunity to be a part of that and help bring that to life and, you know, contribute to his legacy. And I think for me firsthand, having known someone like, you know, I've watched, sort of historic races. And it, it was insane back in the day. I mean, you would lose right. like one or two guys a race and you think now with the safety features and especially now with the halo and everything, um, you know, that these guys are, are protected and like, they're not going out there and risking their lives. It's just a sport. But when you've met someone firsthand who has sacrificed their life for the sport, it totally changes the game for you. Um, so I think it did for a lot of people though, honestly. I mean, you know, that was a huge wake up call for people to sort of say like, someone hasn't died doing the sport in a really long time. And, you know, they are warriors and they're putting their lives on the line. And, you know, I think if you see it firsthand, you get a sense of (laughs) how dangerous it is. But when something like that happens, it really brings it to the forefront of like, Holy shit. Like you can die doing this. And these guys like do this every other week. It's crazy.
0: Right. So that's so we're we've we've talked about the talking to the drivers in terms of talking to the uh, inter, uh the principles mm-hmm. in terms of your access with the principles, favorite principles that you talk to, least favorite principles that you talk to. Like, we're we really were like any like what Toto, Toto, Christian, Christian. the the
3: trinity the holy trinity the The holy trinity Trinity. i mean you gotta start with zach brown though because he's an american so that was like zaddy that was zaddy that was cool we we filmed at mclaren they call it the mtc um and i think it's woking uh united kingdom yes um and they gave us a 650s to drive around the english countryside um which will expertly drove like put me in the driver's seat like, or I wasn't, I was in the passenger seat. He was in the driver's seat. Um, and just like whipping around the English countryside. It was really fun. Um, so he is like a skilled driver, maybe not in single seaters, but in like road cars. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Zach was super great. Hosted us there. Um, was very friendly knowing that we were an American network trying to sort of build up the sport. Um, so he was very supportive. Um, Toto's great, Uh, serious, but like fun and can have a laugh. Um, I think he was on the show once uh oh, tall, how tall how tall in person
4: he's tall. was he tall
3: enough for you blair <laughs> he was he was and his hair i mean oh yeah he's got, yeah he's he's got some locks yeah would you how he's if not he balding was, anytime if, soon
2: was if it if, 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 okay how about would you do him to your kids would you would you would <laughs> would you do him to your kids <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean- <laughs> okay. Oh, he'll do. He'll yeah. do. Think okay. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You'd I accept like that his DNA those yeah. are some
0: top shelf jeans right there i
2: mean they're <laughs>
3: wow they're very strong jeans. yeah
0: germans with genetics let's talk about <laughs> it
1: <laughs>
4: very strong Uh um,
3: always makes its way yeah i i don't think i can ever see christian horner the same way again after seeing him sitting naked on top of a race car so that's yeah. that's mm. out for me i mean yeah. good for good for jerry spice i mean she's you know She's getting something out I'm of it. Sh- I'm um, sure they're doing very well.
2: Yeah, they seem to Well, well be... so did, did you meet Christian?
3: I we've met him. He wasn't on the show. I don't think
2: he wasn't on the show ten times. No. <laughs> that know, is he shocking. Seems like he uh, he seems like he loves the media.
3: Uh Red Bull is very like it certain teams are like very protective of their people and like what networks they go on. So it all, it's all based on like your relationships with different teams. Mm. We did get a lot of free Red Bull in the paddock, which I can no longer drink after three years in formula
2: one. Because Right. You say that they're very protective of their people, but then like Christian will go on and accuse Lewis of murder. So it doesn't seem, <laughs> it seems like sometimes Christian's behavior sometimes belies that fact.
3: I mean, it's probably changed. It's been, you know, seven, six years since yeah. my time. Maybe so. it's a post
1: okay. drive to survive thing that
3: they <laughs> saw, you know, how well those
1: sound bites were doing. So,
2: I mean, Christian's definitely a star, Toto's a star. And, but l- this will bring us to the, the, Piece de résistance of yeah, the real yeah, reason yeah. we had you on this spot The biggest Let's... star of the 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 star power to team performance ratio of Günther Steiner <laughs>
4: is insane. Yep,
2: like he should not be this biggest star for how unsuccessful his team has been in the fat, past few years, but he is. He was our know. gateway drug. I mean, you heard us. We we start every show with uh, Vasa Bankas <laughs> and. This is really a Gunther appreciation pod at the end of the day. And Blair did you guys Blair did a fucking documentary about the Haas team. Okay. So she was embedded she with the Haas team. And for for because it's a, a documentary about Haas, this documentary <laughs> has been lost.
4: <laughs> Classic. So
2: Haas. you can't see it, but we actually have the transcript to it. So we read we read the documentary because that would be the only way to consume a documentary about us. We read the entire documentary. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, maybe you. we'll put Thank like you. excerpts of it on Twitter or something. So we're here to talk about the, your experience with the Haas team and we're going to go through, <laughs> we would play clips of it, but we can't, we're just going to read.
0: You should assign
1: assign parts narrator. Okay so so let me
2: understand something Haas approached you to do a documentary about them and their Horrendous organization, correct?
3: (laughs) Yeah, essentially. Yep. So they uh, they they were launching the team. I think it was back in 2016, and they approached NBC Sports saying, "Hey, you know, you're obviously the only American (laughs) network. (laughs) Do you guys want an exclusive to sort of follow us along um, as we ramp up and try to enter Formula One?" Uh, this
2: totally won't be embarrassing at all. No. Uh,
3: NBC Sports says to me, great. If you can do it for, I think it was like 25, maybe $30,000 go. And I'm like, honey, mm. that's also what they said to Haas in Formula One their first year. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: this is your budget. Go.
0: Yeah. And then in,
3: in terms I, of I, like, no,
0: Gunders, Gunders, like, you got 30,000?
3: $30, $30,000. <laughs> what I would do with
0: $30,000. Oh my God. You're telling me, what can I do? With the big, we'd be with the big boys
3: now. Gene.
4: <laughs> Gene.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. So I, I was They're like, if you can figure this out, like go do it. So I flew to
2: England. <laughs> and that's, what, and that's what Gene and that's what Gene told the Gunther continue. Yeah. The that parallel was lines here. Yeah. NBC sports yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. is just like, go spend a month with them and like, see what you get. And I'm like, <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> cool. And Jean said, "And Jean said, you know, Gunter, go spend five years with them and see what you get." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's still
3: there. He's I, still I produced there. something though, so. Yeah.
2: You know. oh! Oh. Oh. Well, no, 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 no. You know what? You know what? We shit talk them, but he, his first year, he came in eighth out of eleventh. He beat fucking Renault. Mm-hmm. He he came in eighth again. And then in 2018, he came in fifth, yeah, out of 10. So there was magic there for a couple of years, but yeah. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's yeah, the
1: behind the scenes to get to that
4: magic. Yes. Oh.
2: To get behind that magic.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh end up just packing up a camera kit. I'm like, great, I'm gonna go live in Europe for a month in you know, February. So not ideal. Um and go to England go to their factory and I was like okay they've got like a legit operation cool like step one we're seeing like the Haas factory they're set up you know where a lot of the other F1 teams are sort of in an outer (laughs) circle of London and I was like okay like legit operation and they're like great next stop we are in a town I think it was outside of Milan um like Countryside in the mountains, Verano de Melagari. And I was like, ooh, that sounds fancy. Yes, like I would love to stay there. That sounds great. And I get there and we arrive at night and they're like, we're all over at the factory. And I'm thinking it's gonna be something similar to what I had seen in England. And we show up and it's basically like a warehouse. And I'm like, Hi, um, Blair with NBC Sports. Like, we're here to film the documentary. And then we're with the team principal. It wasn't gutter, it was like the team manager um this guy dave and he's like stressed out has no idea who the hell we are and he's like okay whatever just like come down here like we're working on the car and i was like so
1: they they had okay. no they had no idea you were arriving
3: i think haas corporate like didn't properly communicate what was going mm. on
4: mm. so i
3: mm-hmm. i walk into a situation it's me and a cameraman that i had hired who was a friend of mine from formula one but like we're just sort of like what do we what do we do? They're like, Oh, just like, come on downstairs. We'll like tell you what you can't film and just like hang out over there in the corner. And we were like, okay, cool. (laughs) It's like a town in the middle of nowhere. So check into the hotel the next morning. I like go downstairs to have, it's like a B and B. I think there were maybe like six rooms. I go downstairs and Gunther's having breakfast. He has no idea who the hell I am. I know who he is. So I like introduce myself and He's like, oh, okay, okay. Like you're talking. He like made sure I was talking to the right people. Paid no attention to me. But by like day three, he's like, oh, do you want to sit and have breakfast with me? I was like, yeah, yeah, I would love to have he breakfast. Got invited with you. to the table. I did. And so like, what is eat?
4: What does, he eat? What does he, he eat for breakfast?
3: Oh God, I don't even know. It was like a spread. Well, you it was know, like you B&B know. A spread. <laughs> it's been so long.
0: I feel like it would, be like, like, it would be like roasted potatoes, <laughs> like. <laughs> And like carrots and like and like raw <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> I
3: I remember it being like what? not a lot because then I he'd like been there and maybe he'd eaten before like before I got downstairs, but I remember looking at his plate and being like, Oh, like maybe I won't grab the croissant. Like
2: I'll just <laughs> oh I think it's maybe he keeps like a like hard-boiled boiled egg. Does, no, he, I, does he have a torso? He seems like he's, he's like
3: very. He's he, very tall.
2: Oh. Okay. So it's like okay. a part oh. of that. Okay. No, but I mean, he like it has like a Waluigi Luigi type build, you yeah. know? <laughs> like just like he seems Ant, like he's very limmy. He's very Ant's limmy.
1: Neck, like it's kind of yeah. that, yeah. Uh, I think of him as like a detachable yogurt type guy. You know, those little, those little containers. Uh, yeah. They
3: Nap off and I, go. I wish I, I wish I remembered specifics about what he ate. Yeah, I do too, but that's
2: I'm okay.
4: Sorry. There's
3: probably an Instagram <laughs> yeah. photo that I could. Cause I want to be skinny
2: like Gunther. Uh, <laughs> that's I want
3: no torso.
2: <laughs> okay. So, so, so some, some excerpts from the narrator <laughs> oh, from, yeah. from the narration, uh, with just one week remaining before preseason testing begins in Barcelona, Barcelona, nearly every aspect of the car is still under construction. <laughs> <laughs> the team is under such time constraints, they've turned to a local garage near the factory to paint the car parts as they're finished down the road at Delara, And then... And then it says, and then there's a part where it says, uh, "It's not every day you see a Formula One car being painted in a local garage." <laughs> so it says here um, that that uh, while most teams like have like guys in hazmat, like in a sterile environment, yeah, um, they had a guy named Luigi <laughs> just Luigi. doing it by himself. <laughs> Is that correct?
3: Luigi. That is correct. So I just to like let yeah. the audience know, the narrator is me writing a script. So like that <laughs> okay. is like legit words coming out of my mouth that were then recorded by like a voice of God, like movie right, right. theater promo guy.
0: Okay. So to put us <laughs> so, there, so you're, so they're painting yeah. the car. So you go and, and, and the, the vibe is that they're painting. It's like, oh shit, the car needs to be painted. And instead of like a bunch of guys like wearing <laughs> proper attire, there's just an Italian man named Luigi doing it himself. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So and we like like were, in an undershirt. Absolutely.
3: We're literally like this isn't even a town. So there's like the BNB, this place called Delara, where you know, it was like their makeshift factory where they were building the car. And then that's where I met like the team manager, and he's like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to follow you around for the day with the camera. He's like, cool. We're going to go over to the paint shop. You should come. And I was like, great, excellent content, paint shop. And we pull up to, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it, it was just like a, it almost looked like a barn type building. <laughs> <laughs> you,
4: like literally
3: in the mountains. In the middle yeah. of nowhere in Italy, there was like one restaurant in the town, <laughs> and we walk in, and there's like a jeep up on like a you know the I don't whatever the you call it like a car the hydraulics. Yeah. <laughs> hydraulics. There's like like a. A Jeep There's a wrangler. car being serviced. There's, There's
1: another car, car being <laughs> serviced.
4: <laughs> there
1: are, it's like, hang on a sec. We'll get to yours in a yeah. second. We gotta,
0: There's a guy like fighting over the price. He goes, "This is what the oil change." <laughs> Come on, you, chill, your, magic,
1: you Take me for a ride. Everyone's in boiler suits, undone <laughs> undershirts out, like sweaty, like with you know the handkerchief. What is it? The washcloth or like
3: the bandana? Oh, yeah. Mopping themselves There's off grease like... stains everywhere over the face like dirty like dirty <laughs> floors like this, this is not like a clean pristine environment whatsoever and they're literally formula one body parts just like scattered all over. Oh. <laughs> no
1: <laughs> no. no that's yeah. millions of dollars like
2: just... yeah
4: it was <laughs> wild the, 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 yeah, and, and and it's Luigi. and it says and it
2: says um there's a guy named Marco in dialogue <laughs> saying, the first set is going to be ready by Tuesday, the complete first set, right? And then then the other two, and then it just says in parentheses, Luigi shrugs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just have Luigi. this like image. Uh, Luigi I just was have this, very like, middle. He's like I ah, this I image
0: was... of like Luigi do. I mean, it's like it's like, you know, like. Paint the fence, paint the fence. Well, it's, it's like Karate kid. It, it's like he it's it's, like blowing on the car, like after he like, he's like <laughs>
1: Yeah, just like, Yeah, like after he took his cigarette out yeah. and then he blew on it, ash is mixed in the paint. So it's yeah. weighing that down. But he goes, This oh. is
0: the best way, this is the best way to try it. <laughs> trust me, trust. It me.
3: adds dust. <laughs> I mean, that, pl- dust. that
1: place has been there since probably like the Model T. Like it's one of these like mom and pop places. I wish I could find the
3: name of the garage
1: because oh it was just God. Luigi's. It's called Luigi's. You think it's still <laughs> there? Probably. Verano de okay. Meligari. Oh, like he probably service. has a tiny framed picture of the Haas car to be like, oh, we did the F1 oh, car. Like, it's Blair, his marketing Blair. tool for life.
2: Blair, I'm a I'm a I'm a screenwriter, so I really appreciate your stage directions that you wrote for some of these shots. There's there's I guess there was a there was a there was a sequence that you shot called the engine firing, which I guess is a big deal where they have to to figure out if the car can actually like turn on for the first time. And before the engine fires, you wrote the, the description of this shot. Gunther looking at the car swallows hard anxious look on his face standing alone (laughs) that is everything
4: i've
3: I've never been at a loss for words so yeah i'm happy i could illustrate this for you guys it does live incredible it lives in two places well three so it lives on the mbc sports servers it lives on a dvd in my storage unit because i just moved and it lives still on my parents dvr oh my god okay how do we rip it from the dvr (laughs) we need that we need that i i will have them play it and record it on their iphone and send it. (laughs) (laughs) that's a Haas. that's a Haas quality solution it's a Haas hijack it's a hoss hijack
4: i love that (laughs) that's
3: incredible but yeah i mean it it was pretty crazy like the marketing team is there and they're like every other team is like putting out like photos of their car you know that's a big deal in the f1 world you release your new paint scheme and you know what the what the front wing looks like and you know the new design for the car and they were like well shit like what do we do like if the car's not painted the marketing team's there and they're freaking out but like they they all they made it all work and then they ended up scoring points in their first race which was pretty wild in melbourne Mm -hmm. just like a miracle yeah mm -hmm. You know, you- it is.
4: It's a great end to a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, it all came together. That, that, that's like,
2: the, that's a sports doc person's worst nightmare is that the, that the team like loses in the first round, you know, and right. it gets nowhere. Right. I mean, when you read this transcript, it, you kind of get the vibe that Haas is the kid that left the term paper to the the very last night and they're just pounding Red Bull and snorting Adderall in the library. Was that the sort of energy the whole time?
3: A hundred percent. But I will say that that is in general. So I spent a week with them in Italy and then we all went to Barcelona together for two weeks of testing. And that is pretty much how every formula one team operates during testing. Like Mm -hmm. nobody sleeps. Right. It is just like, you know, cars are breaking down, people are crashing, like nobody's got shit figured out. I mean, Haas was like on the bottom of that spectrum, if we're being honest, wow. but uh, no, that's pretty much like the the general mentality of a team uh, during testing. Right. I'm trying what to, I found it. There's a part
1: in the, the transcripts. that's like everyone, I think it, everybody hopes these days are over quick, but then you want them to be as long as possible. So you can get a lot of work done in the yeah. evening. Everyone's pumped up and high that you've fired the engine up. And then you work through the night or short some pieces in the morning, you come in, everyone's a little bit down because they're tired. They're cold. They go to sleep. They come back energized. More parts will be here. The mood. Oh, that wait, that's a Gunther quote. Oh, yeah, I didn't you do said it justice. That all wrong. You said, I'm that so that all wrong. we got to cut that whole thing. I'm so sorry. I thought that was Dave. That was, that <laughs> oh, was, Dave, that was Dave my is mistake. Very British.
3: Dave is very British.
1: No, that was, I could tell Dave was super. Oh, this is Dave's. I'm sorry. I think the biggest thing is your human factor. <laughs> There's only so much you can do to work the guys and girls to a point, And then they start to tailor off. So I think the clever thing is to short shift the pattern. So they get three Four hours sleep. It's worth a million dollars when it comes to man hours. Three to four this hours guy, of sleep. Dave was not doing okay in the documentary. Like I could tell his decline
4: uh,
3: throughout the sh- documentary. You should just see his poor little face too. He just like is a like anxious guy, I think. And his, you know, demeanor just like sinks a little bit.
2: There's a part where you interview Gene and Gene <laughs> says, we came out here, we raced, we've been here for a day and a half. And I think we've completed hundred laps. That's pretty hard to do. I mean, most people come in here and they're last minute throwing pieces together. And, and Jenny wrote a point here in the Google doc. I mean, isn't that what they did? Like, <laughs> does he, does he have any idea what a shit show his own team How is? How far removed is he?
3: <laughs> he was pretty involved during that first year that I was there. Is he, so
2: is he breathing down Gunther's neck? Did you get that feeling?
3: They're, they oh. had a lot of asides, the two of them. I wish Ooh. I could have like inserted myself Ooh. into some of those conversations, but that was sort of like off the record.
2: Mm. But, but, like, I mean, Gunther's the still off?
3: around, so.
2: The, let's get into that. What do, let's yeah. get into that. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is about Gunther? What is the je ne sais quoi that he has that keeps him employed? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> have an answer for you. I mean, like, I, I feel I mean, like he's, he's good at what he does. I, right. they just don't have the money to like get the right talent from a driver, a team and a technology <laughs> perspective. Everything. Like, they're never going to have that. So like, they have to know as an organization, like we're never going to be this, but like we're in it because either we love it and we love doing this or so we're willing to spend the money doing it. We think it's great marketing. Like, I don't know what their purpose is for sticking with it, but like, clearly they're never going to compete for a championship.
2: So I don't know what the well, motivation is. We haven't seen is. the 2022 car yet. They put all- <laughs> <laughs> on. You, you don't. It you all don't hinges know it. on that. And Hey, Hey, Hey. And they also got uh, 10% more time in the wind tunnel. Because of the budget uh, cap. So huge. you're not factoring that in. But I honestly, Blair, when you're a producer, when you saw him, did you understand the star that you had in your in your hot little hands?
3: Gunther, <laughs> I loved him from the start. He... You knew
2: he was gold?
3: Oh, 100%. There was okay. a lot of bleeping out.
0: Um, <laughs> but In the same think- way that Will Buxton saw, he was like Max Verstappen's going to be something. You were there being like this gunter Steiner guy.
3: Yeah, he's a guy. <laughs> so- yeah. And that is after every single time I entered the garage, he was like, "You again? Fuck off!" I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: giving his
2: best uh, Logan Roy impression. Yeah, so so so, so, so Gunther's very Logan Royish.
1: <laughs> yeah, say? yeah, a hundred percent. But does like, that make what does that make Roman?
0: Roman is he's obviously not Roman.
1: Not, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he's Kendall or Connor, but I think that's yeah, right.
3: he's more of a Connor. I think Kendall has like okay. a little bit more purpose. Yeah, I mean, both of their that was another thing Like their drivers just didn't have really dynamic personalities that you could build like a solid marketing campaign out of. Like it was Grosjean and Gutierrez to start. And they were both just sort of like, "Eh."
1: that was the most polite way of being the most corporate (laughs) political way of being like they were really boring. Like, but but
2: see, but see in Drive to Survive, Roman became a star because of all of his crashes. Like Mm -hmm. his personality came out on the track. Totally.
0: Um, okay. but any um like uh, other like things that come to mind in terms of like you spent all this time with 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 Gunter, like any other like <laughs> stories, moments We need more con- vibes, we need more good. Like what's your when, when if, if it's like if you're just like kind of like sitting there and, you, and and Gunter Steiner crosses your mind, like what's the thing that you
3: remember <laughs> about him? Fuck off <laughs> <laughs> But like it said in the most like genuine way possible because like he, he knew what I was there to do. And like, I totally want him over. Like that was my goal. I was like, I'm going to win this guy over. He thinks that I'm like this annoying American girl. That's just like flitting around. that doesn't know what she's talking about. I was like, I'm going to have like meaningful conversations with this guy. I'm going to interview him. I'm going to ask him hard questions. Um, And then by the end of the two weeks in Barcelona and the week in Italy, I feel like we like established a pretty good relationship. Like, would you say fuck off back? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that
0: yeah. seems to be like his, like, it, it seems to be like his thing is that he's
2: like a, he term of has a curmudgeon.
0: Yeah, he's like a curmudgeon, but it's also like he doesn't, he never really means it. It's like he kind of like, he doesn't, he, he can't really like fully say it with his chest. So he like he kind of, he, he spars, but he's never like in the ring. Yeah. Which is like entertaining, but it is, but it's like, you gotta be, it's like Toto and Christian are in the fucking ring. Those boys are in the ring. And Gunter, <laughs> Gunter. I mean, that's a different situation, but he's, you know, it, it feels like it, <laughs> the whole thing kind of feels like he's playing pretend. If you look at the, if you look at the, um, you know, the transfer of the documentary, I guess like there was like, some, there was some incident and he and Gunter and Grosjean are talking and Grosjean's an like,
3: incident.
0: yeah. So yeah. Grosjean's like, I stopped before the wall. And Gunter said, if you wanted to fucking stop for lunch, just ask us. And then Romain <laughs> yeah. says, I wanted barbecue. I wanted barbecue." And he said, and, and Gunter says, But if you are hungry, just tell us. Just tell <laughs> us. <wouldn't> be good." <laughs> I mean like he had That's just it, it, it lives in him To be a Fucking weirdo
3: It
0: lives in <laughs> him To be a Fucking freak <laughs> What was that incident?
3: with him and Grosjean yeah or the one with Grosjean and Gutierrez was
1: that the testing where it was like oh I wouldn't give up I give up my seat to him
3: yeah they it's like that's another you really want like conflict among drivers if you're a producer filming a documentary that's like not (laughs) scripted and you have no idea what the hell you're getting so the last day they invited us up into like the driver's room um so it's in the sort of not the hospitality area in the team area it's where like all of the strategy people sit um, and they do the driver's debriefs so they invited Mm -hmm. us to film that and I was like oh I'm like really in if they're letting me come and film this and Gunther was right I'm sure it didn't go the way that most of them did because Gunther sort of tried to like be the PC of like okay and there's a camera crew here and we're capturing all of this (laughs) like let's just like Button it all up, but the right. two of them were like getting testy with each other, and I was like, "Content, we got the yeah, content." Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was That's the source good. of the conflict?
3: Um, I took a brief look at the transcript before I came on because it's been a few years, but I think it was they swapped days for the drivers. So Grosjean um, gave Gutierrez another day, and he's like, "Well, I gave you my day, and I didn't know if it was going to be raining tomorrow. I didn't know if I would get back out on track and." I don't know. There was there was some sort of conflict. I don't know if one of them crashed or not, but
1: yeah, Gun- Gunther comes in. And he's like, "I think stop this discussion a little bit here. We
3: stop this. We stop talking."
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Playing the mediator.
1: Yeah, that's, Oh, Gunther.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the, the just the audio of when they f- slammed the door and it broke, and then he, you know, chased after him. <laughs> it's, it's, slam my fucking door! Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, slam my door! <laughs> yeah. There's only you can only be you only take someone who speaks like that so seriously.
3: True. <laughs> but you also have to wonder, like you look at a guy like Gene Haas, like he's a little socially awkward. And you're Uh like, you're the CEO of this big of a company that makes like automation parts. But then you like maybe had this like weird little boy dream that you were going to own race car, like race Uh car teams. And is that why this exists? Like
0: it's kind of like in like the alternate universe, like uh, Lawrence Stroll is Gene Haas and Toto is Gunter. (laughs) They're the like, Like, Gene yeah. Haas and Gunter are, yeah. like, the first stage of the Pokemon. And then, like, <laughs> Lauren Stroll and Toto are, like, through the, you know the they're the full realization like it's like toto has the crazy voice as well i mean toto sounds insane when he speaks but like if toto like told me to fuck off i would shit my pants but like gene told you to fuck off every day and you were like lol gave him a high five you know what i mean <laughs> that's just like that is seems like it's the vibe and that's like that is really why we love them and that's why there's just something about that they're so non-threatening and uh and it's 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 endlessly entertaining.
3: No, I mean you got like Gene Haas and like a probably like strip mall embroidered Haas F1 shirt that he's wearing <laughs> with like dad <laughs> jeans and white sneakers. And you're yeah. just like, You're the guy that owns the team? Like
4: oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs>
3: and he just like rolls on in and he's just like bopping around. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> It just, it, it sort of speaks to the whole team vibe, I guess.
2: I think we might've talked more about Haas on this podcast than any other podcast like combined (laughs) has ever talked about haas (laughs) yes which is the point of pride for me
0: it is it is well we with the beginning in the first couple days of of, you know first episodes of this podcast we would um end the show with last and certainly least with gunther steiner (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then there were some more exciting things going on so that that uh that segment uh, kind of it stopped but it's nice to kind of like put on the old put on the old boots again and go down that gutter steiner train well blair thank you so much for having us anything do we do we have anything else or what, what any, any anything else, anything else that feel that feels burning
1: well i wanted to know when in buxton's man jewelry journey you met him <laughs>
3: Oh, this is a great question. Okay, so I, will end I have on been this. We'll sitting end on this, on this yes. question. It's a great question. I
2: was thinking about that, yes.
3: So yeah, we all are. I'm curious like what your observation of Banjorie is at this point in time. When I first met him, his shtick was he would wear like really long belts that would <laughs> <Sorry>. hang down. <laughs> what? He would wear Why? this like- Like, like, like phallic? <laughs> It was weird. So he would like
4: he's like okay, so he,
3: Is it like what? the cloth, the cloth ones that kind of <laughs> yes. looped loop loop kind of. So it like yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the khakis. Ones, they,
0: they loop, they looped a loop, and then like a little bit hangs down, and it just looks like you have just like a rope <laughs> oh dick. Hanging.
2: He
3: wore
4: so,
2: so is it like Indiana colors. Jones, like a like a like a like 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 a lasso hanging?
3: All, I'll send photos. He his, <laughs> yes. his thing he either wore khakis, which if you're wearing them right now, which did I just see a khaki? Is that a khaki? These are this are, of- oh, are denim.
2: This is denim. Okay. This is denim.
3: So there, were, there were khakis and like brightly colored chinos. So it'd be like blue, <laughs> yellow. And oh. he would wear these belts and he would have the belt hang like almost like mid thigh. And <laughs> like- what? He's like, this is just my thing. And I'm like, what do you mean? This is just my thing. He tried to be a belt guy. He tried to be a
1: rope belt guy. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? can, I've
2: never seen a belt like this in my wait, whole.
1: Wait, where life. is it? Where is it? Where is it? I need. You to can see screen it.
2: share if you want. I, I, share that, that. screen. On. I'm looking the I'm looking. screen. How so, quickly can you get this get up? I'm working on it, man.
3: I got to go back in the
2: archive. I'm
1: so glad I asked this question now because like,
3: <laughs> what did we open? What clock? We. Need,
1: did this we needs we to on? be the opening Stand of the by. show. <laughs> we're, we're getting yeah.
3: here. This, this is, is going to um, be the show.
0: This is the TikTok.
3: Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. I I I have no words.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
3: Oh, no. Why? Why?
1: Why? Oh, I can't see in relation to the crotch.
2: What? Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my
0: God. That is insane. Okay.
3: And oh. I'll share this with the group later. You should
1: have it, by the way, on TikTok, you should have us reacting to nothing as like the preview <laughs> to, to the app. <laughs> cut, cut that out of the recording, but by the yeah, way. Yeah.
3: in every shot. And like, this is the first episode that we were filming of Off the Grid in Barcelona. And I'm like, you know. The producer, executive. Producer, <laughs> Costume. Costume. And makeup like, hair. Can we just like tuck the belt? And he's like, no, it's my thing. And I was like, <laughs> but that's not a thing. Like, why is that your thing? Can, can, so can you,
2: can you tuck oh that in? God. No, no, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. Oh my yeah. God. Will
3: belt
1: boy Buxton. Like, <laughs> Wait.
4: Were there
3: like, any- look okay. how long it is. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
2: Michael, that's is crazy. <laughs> so, why that's- are we good- Swift also, boy, I think he's taking
3: a <laughs> selfie too.
4: Just like,
3: oh my god! <laughs> what's he's what's like, the level uh, of jewelry there, complete. Jenny? What's the level of what there? What's the level of jewelry like? <laughs> I do.
2: I'm. So well, he's, got, he's got by the belt. finger. He's got the yeah. finger. He's got the. He's got the finger. Um, ring, ring there.
3: Ring the index finger. Yeah. yeah. So this was his thing. The khakis and like the sneakers. Whoa,
2: what
3: uh, look,
1: look at that.
0: What the fuck? That God. is that the is st- so that is so fucking
2: British, I will say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just, wait, the clothing I've or the ne- stance or both. I've
2: been the, to England. Shoes, I've never seen a shoes. I've never seen a belt like that in my life. <laughs>
0: No, no that belt is very the belt is like a uh, middle school skateboarder vibes. Yeah. But it's
1: but it's also like gr- ribbon. It's like preppy.
3: I'm it's so confusing. I, there's a lot happening there that I Okay, very so now I feel like now day. it's the blazer tee and then like b- leather bracelets,
1: b-
2: bracelets rings. and yeah. rings. Yeah. Right, right, right.
3: He's always been into the bracelet thing. I never like got to the uh-huh. bottom of that, but um, Did you ever get
1: friendship bracelets together?
3: <laughs> I do. I did get a Pirelli. He's like given me a bracelet. So Pirelli. Oh, oh right.
2: okay. yeah, yeah. it's a, jenny, you're on fire right? a friendship yeah. bracelet. Yeah,
1: we. Uh... These are what these are the topics people want to know. jenny has been silent exact.
0: this whole pod that comes in the I end think. with absolute <laughs> gold. She's Nicholas
3: Latifi. <laughs> so There's did you try to keep Mexican everything?
2: Mexican. Did you try to keep everything tight on Will to to avoid the belt? <laughs>
3: Yeah, i great. mean i it, it just like i think that was a thing for like all three i was just looking through like the last oh the my last god and i'm like i'm looking through the shanghai photos to see if that was still a oh thing. my god the shanghai yeah. belt the shanghai belt the to have Rain that belt
0: out in shanghai is definitely a vibe uh. um,
3: Was it the same belt or did he have different color belt, different? There were different patterns. Like, I think he had a favorite, but there were definitely different belts. involved. Did he
4: get a
1: new one in each city? Was he like,
3: no, (laughs) no, that would have been great.
2: No, he had no Jenny. He had a belt guy, obviously.
1: And I forgot to ask uh, Roscoe. What's he like?
3: I love Roscoe. Hmm. Roscoe's a babe. He like brings him around as much as he possibly can, which like. I think says a lot about his character. Like if you're going to bring your dog around and like have handlers for your dog, which are like mostly his friends. I was like, is it Angela? It's Angela.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, Angela Uh, has her hands full. That's That's true. Here, see,
3: like
1: there's like his, a small, there's like a blonde child that does
2: Roscoe's. His bidding.
1: nose doesn't look that big there. Oh my God. We're not even I, put the phone you, Why are you bringing this back up? Does, his
4: nose
2: doesn't so look fresh. that big like that's a no. good thing. His nose doesn't look that big. I was reminiscing. That is, that is I a was looking through old the photos. Podcasts.
0: The point sure. is that his nose is big. That's this the whole big. point. It's the whole he point. Embraces <gasps> with confidence. Oh. It's like Anthony Davis. Blair, I, I, Anthony well, Davis like I tra- trademarked his
2: unibrow. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but this <laughs> is be- even better well, than that. Buxton's I about Blair to Blair trademark was the belt. I just starting to forget <laughs> that I hated you, and now I remember. <laughs>
1: <you>. <laughs> he could bring the belt back. <laughs> I mean, I think Buxton's going to trademark that look. I think that's going to be uh, cruiserweight. Where- where- Buxton's
2: going to trade. Buxton's going to have his own belt line soon.
1: Yeah, Buxton belts. We
2: yeah, are Oh, oh you oh wow that's oh, a picture of you, Roscoe and Lewis. And Lewis it said Lewis Roscoe last.
3: and I had a moment.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Wow. I
3: know. He's the real star of this the is an
2: amazing part Roscoe of the podcast. Hamilton. I was yeah. just reacting to pictures. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it doesn't it doesn't quite translate. I'm not a I'm not a podcast producer. I'm a video television film producer. So Yeah,
0: you're a visual visual artist. I'm a visual um, person
3: wow yeah here mm. i was
0: trying to end the podcast and then we got we got all of the juiciest stuff right there.
2: <laughs> and then jenny um,
0: dunked from the and then path. jenny i was about
3: to
1: be like the three foot line i don't
0: <laughs> jenny <was> like, <laughs> jenny, jenny's little series of questions there was like that commercial that lebron did a couple years ago where like you know like 10 years ago whatever where he's like shooting from like halfway through he just makes like <laughs> six shots in a row <laughs> from like the locker room jenny just came in <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what that makes up for when I accidentally read Gunther's line as myself. So that makes up for that. I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. Um, it's all good. Okay. Thanks wow. for reminding us that you. Fucked oh, that I'm up. sorry. I'm fine. Back in the doghouse. <laughs> notorious, um, JSB. The
0: notorious JSB. Notorious JSB. Okay. back to okay, intern wow. status
3: you go yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, no, I'm never going to be promoted you had one booking yeah. that's it yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: amazing oh. well thank you well, so much for coming on the pod Blair this was amazing
3: happy to be here it was fun to hang with you guys And yeah, sorry you had to look at on. our
2: big fucking schnoz this whole time <laughs>
3: oh no I, I pulled you guys to the side so I was just yeah,
4: time. <laughs>
1: You remember for all your plastic yeah, yeah. surgery needs, Dr. Basky in <laughs> Dallas, Fort Worth.
2: <laughs> you had a nice picture of like DiCaprio or something up or who, yeah. who, who did you have up?
3: Just Will and his really long belt. The whole time. <laughs> it's just like, I was trying to manifest Jenny asking that question. So I just had that up on the side. Okay. Just his
1: long, long belt.
3: Long, long yes. belt.
0: Mm. <laughs> Amazing, well, okay in, in in uh in how we sign off this podcast is we uh, we all say something some degree of like later vankas. See you next time Vankas. goodbye, vankas. So we're all going to do it, and then you 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 close it out with us um in in true steiner
1: fashion.
2: Goodbye. Okay, yes.
1: Goodbye, Vankas of Vita Vankas.
3: ah fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> perfect <laughs>